0: Glitter RPG a day, take over. So messages, well, message messages are probably my favourite things. An anchor, it means somebody listened and connected with you enough to want to reply. On my phone, it usually means someone was thinking about me and reached out to say so. On social media, it usually means someone saw something and it reminded them of me and wanted to share it with me. As a kid, I remember the heart-pounding rush of getting a note from your crush in class, asking you out with a tick box and passing it back. You know, they're a proof of a relationship, of whatever type, and they mean a lot to me. As such, I'm a little addicted to my phone, being that it is a physical manifestation of my relationships and connections with people down the road and all over the world, and it is probably the most important thing in my life. Yes, it is what I would grab while running out of a burning building, so that I could message those I love to cry with and share my pain and make sure that they knew I was alive. But I've only talked about the good messages. There are also many bad ones. Bills due, conversations you don't want to have, and news that you do not want to hear. Messages in RPG can be used to start an adventure or wrap one up with answers. They can share information or make you more curious. They can be clear or cryptic and cause all sorts of emotions. They are a tool to use like no other. How often can you... Pour out everything you want to say clearly with no brain fuzz screwing it up for you live at the time or interruptions. Hardly ever. Does that mean as a DM you should use them all the time? I don't think so. Anything that powerful should be used sparingly so that it maintains the effect. It's like spices. You don't want them to get used to it and start asking for it to be hotter. (coughs) Uh, So I wonder what type of message Kyra will get and how it will arrive. It's not exactly like she has a phone now, is it? So we better go see. As promised, the late leveling section of level six, which Kyra is now. So what's happening with her now? Well, she has 39 HP now. So that's fun. Uh, at 6th level, you get your Druid Circle feature, which has a Forest Druid is Landstride. So basically she can move through difficult terrain and plants that might damage with ease and taking no damage. That's non-magical. If it's magical, then she gets advantage to saving throws through difficult terrain and moving through plants, like Entangle or stuff like that. She gets another 3rd level spell slot, giving her... Four at first, three at second, and three at third. And speaking of spells, she gets another one. Taking her prepared spells list to 16 total, including cantrips. That's a lot of decision work going on there. So, what's it going to be? Let's use the same system as last time. Five choices. One to two, transmutation. Three to four, conjuration. Five to six, evocation. Seven to eight, necromancy. And nine to ten, abjuration. Okay. Okay. All right, five. Your vacation again. Well, from memory, I only have two, wall of water or wind wall. So let's go. Evens is water, odds is wind. Okay, two. Water it is. Actually, I love this spell, especially if you combine it with cold damage um, because you can, like, freeze the walls in parts, then it gets an AC of five. Totally didn't look at that knew that totally um it gets an ac of 5 and 15 hp for the bit that's frozen they have to like get through that before they can make it through the water which is kind of cool and fire damage is like halved when you're attacking through it you can just make it like a 30 foot long 10 foot high wall or you can make it into like a ringed 20 foot diameter and 20 foot high wall um so it's either like a trap and if your party's quick a partially frozen trap or like it's kind of a, a ring of last defense Let's see if that comes in handy down the line for Kyra. Maybe it will. She smells the change before she sees or hears it. The charcoal smell of the burning tree is gone and fresh clean air replaces it. Unwilling to open her eyes to the horror that must surely be waiting for her, she moves gingerly, pulling her arms out from underneath herself where she fell. She could feel dirt move underneath her, but the grass that she fell on was gone. She opened her eyes at that thought and found herself staring into dim light. The sunlight was also gone, with an airy moonlight illuminating the scene. Where was she now? Her eyes adjusted, and she sat up to look around. The hillock that she sat on was bare earth and all around her the ground undulated in brown tones stretching out as far as she could see. Off in the distance stood one lone tree, bent in the middle stretching out to the moon from the hill it made its home. She pressed her hands on the ground to push off, and felt something hard push back. She dug it out and looked at the treasure she had found. It was a hardened piece of wood, one side engraved with the black cracked patterns of a raging fire. She grasped it tight, and stood to walk towards the tree. She felt it pulling her. She needed to talk to it. She walked on, and although the ground moved under her feet, she felt like she never really connected. And indeed, when Kyra looked down, her feet seemed to hover an inch off the ground as she stepped. Am I really here? She wondered. The breeze felt cold enough as her skin raised in goosebumps in reaction, but just to be sure, she thought, and she slapped herself across the face. tears stood in her eyes as the sharp pain stung her cheek and then slid down to drop from her chin. Real enough, she decided and continued to walk. As the tree got closer, she could make out the gnarled barren branches had small hardened nubs on them and there seemed to be a large knot in the tree that looked like the tree had tried to peel its own skin away from the trunk. It gathered and puckered together in a long slit just underneath where it started to bend. And as she drew close and reached out a hand to touch the bark, the slit began to open. The sides drawing open like lips, sneering, revealing a face with closed eyes inside. Kyra tried to stifle the scream that arose in her as she gazed on the gruesome features revealed and prayed the eyes would never open prayer went unanswered as the lids parted and great stone eyes rolled in the sockets until a small dent swiveled to see her. In her mind she heard thousands of birds and crickets and wolves cry out and she clutched at her ears sure her ears would bleed and the cacophony created. As she moaned and cried and wondered why she had been forsaken by Sylvanas she realised that the noise was sounding more in unison and she could just about make out words starmark destroyer She dropped her hands instead. She begged the tree. But I but I don't want to be Green Strangers Wrath Growing angry, she fired back. I will not Come to Fire At this she filled with guilt, but I I didn't mean to. Has forsaken all. Forsaken me. Now, Kyra is actually going to roll a combined religion check with a plus zero, with a wisdom saving throw of a plus seven, to see if she can beat a 26. If she succeeds, she understands both what is going on, and can beat the charm laid on her. If she fails, she lashes out here with a lack of understanding being still under Danfren's charms. So, here we go, Kyra. Episode 12. It's make or break time for story direction. Okay. Okay. Religion 10. Okay, what does that mean she needs? 16, right? 16, so roll a 9 or higher. Yeah. 16, so roll a 9 or higher. Oh god, I'm so nervous. Am I gonna say a sec? No. Wait. No. That's. Fuck. I really swore. That's a 9! It's a bloody 9. It's a 9. Wisdom 9. Oh my god. I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased. I would have been so gutted if she'd gone the other way. Okay. Whew, I don't have to read out the other story. Okay, back to it. And she dropped to her knees. Suddenly she knew who this was, Sylvanus. I would, I would never, I have never. Please, please let me prove myself. She sobbed into the ground, her tears dampening the ground where she kneeled. There was a silence so long and so great that she thought it would go on forever. Trying to get a hold of herself in this holy place in front of her God, she bundled her hand into fists and was surprised she was to find she was unable to in her left hand where the piece of burnt wood had been one of the small oak acorns that she had left on the altar lay what felt like a lifetime ago knowing what she must do she planted it into the ground her tears had watered It sprung up into a seedling, unfurling with a speed that she would never have dreamed, and she watched it grow thicker and taller and branches shoot out and reach for the sky as clouds rolled by impossibly quickly above until just as suddenly it stopped. She looked back at the rolling stone eyes and the grotesque knotted face and felt like she almost understood what was being asked of her. How? And as the eyes rolled backwards and the bark began to peel itself closed over the face again, it felt like the whole world replied in a thunderous roar, STOP HIM! Thanks for joining me in this Jules from NZ RPG A Day Takeover special I hope you're enjoying our improvised D&D 5e story. Tune in tomorrow for our next prompt. Thanks to my gems, KP, Bobby, Shell, Scott, Glenn, James, and Jason, and a big thanks to everyone listening. I don't know if it was Aotearoa, New Zealand, or Roleplay Games that brought you here, but I'm super glad that you've stopped by. We'll be back to New Zealand episodes in September because August is for RPG. E nohora. Kakita ano, goodbye, and see you again soon. Mwah!